Blog Talk Radio.
God bless you, God bless you. Oh, how wondrous is the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus. Certainly, we love the Lord, but he first loved me. Thank God for Pastor John P. Keaton in that song, Oh, how wondrous. Isaiah said, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Uh, we, God bless you, on this Saturday afternoon, March 2nd. We are grateful to God just to be here with you, sharing with our listening audience, uh, all of those that are here in the United States, North, South, East, and West, Canada, Kenya, Australia, India, Jamaica, West Indies, uh, wherever you may be, we thank God for you, and we pray God's blessings on your life, and we pray that something is said or, uh, uh, or done that, you know, is a blessing to your life. Uh, we are here, Global Gospel, every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. All you have to do is log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. And that's how you can listen to us. All our shows are archived, so you can listen at any time. Anytime you need some inspiration, anytime you need some encouragement, Anytime you'd like to just go back and listen to what somebody said over again, just listen and let it bless your life. We are also on uh, Facebook, we're on uh, Instagram, and we are on Twitter. So you can look for Global Gospel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Global Gospel. And we post inspirational messages uh, from time to time during the week. And so we certainly do want you to be a part of that. If you would like to write us, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331, and that is in Hempstead, H-E-M-P-S-T-E-A-D, New York. Zip is 11550. If you would like to email us, email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. If you'd like to call and leave us a voicemail, you can call 516 and our number here in studio, when we open up the lines, down is 619-924-0800. 619-924-0800 is our number in studio here at Global Gospel with yours truly, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Uh, we do have a special guest that we will be hearing from um, on this afternoon, so we do want you to stay tuned. I'd like to share our scripture here, our theme comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we begin reading at the third verse. Our first three is our main verse. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. We should know that one by heart by now. And as we read further, it says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and your, ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about 
in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. So we thank God for the reading of God's word and the hearing of his word. If the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And here at Global Gospel, it is our desire that not only do you hear the gospel, but you receive the word of uh, Jesus Christ, for it is only hid to them that are lost. And so if you are lost today, we encourage you to find your place in God, for the gospel is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, black, white, uh, rich, poor, uh, whether you're in the north, the south, the east, the west, wherever you are, the gospel will meet you there. It is comprehensive. It is there to heal, to deliver, to save, and to set free. And it's not just for males or females, but the gospel is for everybody. And we know that the Bible declares in the last days he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, upon the young and the old, and that we would have dreams and visions and that we would prophesy and uh, uh, when the day of Pentecost came uh, over Acts we see the same thing repeated from uh, the prophet Joel as Peter preached uh, to the masses so we thank God for each and every one of you we are going to take a break and following our break we will be uh, hearing from our special uh, guest once again, this is Global Gospel. Today's uh, theme is uh, helping end violence now, H-E-V in heaven. The hymn writer says, I come to the garden alone. the birds they have they're singing and the melody that he sings to me within my heart is still With me and the 
Hem of the church to set the atmosphere for our special guest. Say to hello to us. God bless you, sir. God bless you. And if you don't recognize the voice, the voice is the voice of Bishop Apostle J. Raymond Mackey. And certainly we thank God that he is here in studio with us on today. So, um, and we are listening to uh, Pastor uh, Marvin Sapp. Uh, Pastor Marvin Sapp, uh, I come to the garden alone. So, uh, Apostle Mackey, how are you today? Sir, I am blessed by the best, thinking right, extraordinary, reflecting nature. God won't complain, no negative thinking. I have the mind of Christ, the miracle man. Okay, God bless you. And if you're not familiar with uh, the bishop, you would you you won't know that this is his greeting when he greets people, and so uh, and it it is something to catch on to, and it gives us a moment to uh, reflect how we really are feeling about our day, and, and if we are are being positive no matter what's going on. So, bishop, uh, tell us a little, apostle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am a fourth generation preacher, pastor, community activist. And I have um, two children that are now the fifth generation. All of my life, I was I was a part of the church, raised up in the church. At the age of five, I gave my life to Christ. At the age of 13, I started preaching. And at the age of 19, I was ordained as an assistant pastor of the church. And then also... Um, at the age of 20, I started Tabernacle Joy Church in Uniondale, New York. It has been a wonderful journey. Um, I've seen countless lives turned around. I've seen lives surrender to Christ. And um, I've seen people healed. I've seen them delivered. I've seen them set free. Uh, I am now, our church is this month, it's celebrating 41 years. And um, I, I, I have to talk about all of the wonderful things that have happened. You know, when we first started, there was um, individuals that said that we wouldn't last five years, and now we're actually past 35, 36 years past that line. And we celebrate Jesus because we know it's because of him. Yes, sir. That is a blessing, and and, uh, it has been said that you can outlive a lie. And so you've outlived that lie for a lot of years. So uh, we thank God for uh, your ministry and all that you're doing in the body of Christ. So I tell, give us the name and location of your church. Tabernacle of Joy Church, uh, 1070 Brookside Avenue, um, Uniondale, New York. So uh, that is the location. And later we'll come back and we'll tell you those service times in case you are unchurched and you are looking for a place to uh, worship on tomorrow. So uh, Bishop Mackey said that he, you know, he's uh, been in ministry uh, for several years, and he uh, has a uh, unique uh, ministry, and um, 
It's called Heaven, and that's spelled H-E-V-N. So tell us, Bishop, how did we, uh, how did Heaven come about? Well, let me say this. Uh, well, first, let me add to uh, that. I'm, I'm also this year will be celebrating 48 years in the ministry. Heaven came about. 1995 June, I was invited to a community meeting, and uh, we were we were told then that gangs were surfacing on Long Island. Uh, it was a very informative meeting. Then we went back to business as usual after we left that meeting. Nin- June of 1999, I met with two detectives, and there were just two: a Latino detective and African American detective, and and they were the gang unit. It consisted of the two of them. And they wanted me to, they wanted to come and do a presentation to me. And um, they showed uh, many signs of evidence of the gangs being in uh, several communities. When they came to Uniondale and they showed some graffiti, I had seen, I didn't know what it meant. And they explained it and so forth. And they wanted me to uh, get them into uh uh, the African American churches to do a brief presentation, which we did set that up. But I told them, and this is what got me into uh, what uh, 20 years now of, of dealing with heaven. This year will be 20 years. Um, I said that's not enough. We need to bring our community together, and we need to formulate a plan of action to address this issue. So what happened is from June until the end of September, I had it set up for them to visit several churches. And to my amazement, they were gang, were recruiting even young people in the church. And that wow. was just, that was, that was I mean, that was something to hear. And I, I knew then that we could not just get this information and just move on like we did before business as usual. So October of 99, we had our first community awareness meeting, and it was a very serious and depth meeting, and we had uh, the community represented as a whole, the school district, the law enforcement, different agencies and all. And it was amazed how many um, began to blame each other for um, the problems with the game. Matter of fact, we, we, we couldn't even finish out that meeting because it became very hostile. Uh, we came back in November and did another um, get community awareness meeting. But what was so interesting about that meeting is um, there was a mother that had come, um, and her son, he was 10 years old. He was, he was, he was, he was inducted into a gang. He was a last-key kid. He would come home from school, but he only had permission to go across the street to the deli that was from their house. It was there that they recruited right. him when, when he was eight eight years old. And what was so interesting wow. about it, he was an honorary he was an honorary student. He starts failing uh, in the grades, and she noticed a big change with him. And um, they had told him that if he uh, had said anything, that they would kill his mom. So of course, you know, he wasn't going to say anything. But real, just to make a long story short. Um, this young man we start working with, but enough wasn't done. And I would say uh, when he turned 15, he ended up um, killing his mom and how devastating that was. Um, I tell you, 
that really broke my heart. And but then it gave me more determination to move this forward. And um, the thing about it, Mom said they had caused him to have sex. Uh, and then he he told us he said I did something I don't think God can forgive me of. And we kept asking, what was it? What was it? He says, well, somebody. And we asked him, did you did did you kill them? He said, I don't know. I left them bleeding. Um, this is what really really made me more determined to work this heaven peace. Now we didn't have a, a plan of action until next year we went to um, Boston to check out the Tim Boston Ten Point Coalition, which was very effective okay. in, in in Boston. We went there in April two thousand and met with every component of that particular organization. And that's where Tech Heaven was really tailored after. It was successful. It was able to reduce their criminal gang activity from 89% down to 2% at one point. And uh, so we, we knew that we had found something that we could come back to Long Island and tailor after. And that's how Heaven really uh, developed its plan of action. Yes, right. So it was, it was basically um, a need in the community. And I just want to back up a little bit. You said something that um, I'm sure shocked the listeners. Gangs were recruiting in the church. So uh, what would you tell the the pastors and leaders? And okay, we won't even, we won't mention the parents right now in the household, but just uh, now to those that are in church, what signs should they be looking for that while they're praising God and uh, singing and shouting and dancing that the gangs are recruiting amongst us. How how can we be aware of this? Well, it, it, uh, what was happening is in the basement of churches, it was being done. So if your child is hanging out in the basement, when my children went to church with me, my children sat where I could see them. Um, so and and uh, they sat with their they sat with their mom, or they went with their mom, they were with their grandma or they were with their um, their their aunts, you know. Uh, we, we had a support system. But, it, but, 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 but if you're in church and your child is in somewhere else in the building, um, that's not a good look at all. Okay. Um, that, that's one thing. And then uh, you need to go in your, in, your, in your children's bedroom and just check it out. See, see, you know, many, 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 I can't tell you how many uh, parents have said to me after we've had a community awareness meeting and suggested that um, they would do that, that they went home and they were shocked what they found in their uh, children's um, room that reflected that they wasn't part, part of the game. Our children and youth today is, is really misguided. Uh, our youth now, uh, we have raised a generation that really don't know God. And I'm going to tell you when it started in the 80s. Wow. And it's, a, it's it's very serious. I was just, just um, my son was ministering one Wednesday night at the church, and God showed me, took, took me, showed a vision before me while he was teaching. I saw the year 1980s. It said 1980s, bold print. And then the next thing I saw, the streets of our communities, and I saw pit bulls being released in every one of those streets. And the Lord was dealing with me, you know, the 1980s when the crack epidemic started, and um, and it and, and our streets got even worse at that time. And and matter of fact, 
uh, most of the clients that I was dealing with, Heaven's clients, were young men, young ladies that were crack babies. And also, they didn't want to have nothing to do with church. And mm. uh, I thank God that because of my relationship over the years, I have built with many of them, and they affectionately call me Pop and say I'm the, I'm the father that you never had, that many of them I've been able to um, lead to Christ, which has been one of our goals. Because, you see, uh, the government and, and physical agencies, cannot remove demons from our community because they don't have the power to do so. But um, And those who are from churches, I solicit um, all of our pastors in, 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 our, in our local churches to take a more active role in dealing with your youth, even though I know now, you know what, uh, we used to have okay. on Saturday children's ministry, right? We would have okay. 100, we would have 100 kids on Saturday, teaching them the word. They went sung with the choir. They didn't have to be members of the church. Okay. We just opened it up to the community. Now, sir, we don't even have children's ministry, and if we get 10 youth in church, and not that we don't be attempting to get them there, we're doing right. good on a Sunday to have 10. Right. Uh, and and that's, is, it's, a serious, it's a serious issue. And um, I think we, we take it very uh, lightly, the absence of uh, young people uh, in church and, you know, and how they've all just uh, pretty much uh, found something else to do, not something better to do, but they found something else to do. And so it certainly is a problem. And we all do need to be more active about uh, finding a solution problem. You know, it's a valid issue, the point that you're making. Yes, sir. Well, you know what? I, um, my children never had a choice whether they're going to be in church. All right? They never had a choice. I never had a choice. That's how I was raised. But right, right. the thing is, before I even got married, and, and uh, this year I'll be celebrating 35 years being married, uh, I prayed not only for my mate, my wife, who's a co-pastor of the church, but I pray that my children would be saved, spirit-filled, love the Lord. But the other part was that they would love ministry. Because I do know a lot of uh, pastors' children uh, don't necessarily love ministry because of some of the stuff that you may see in ministry and stuff right. that um, will be heard. You know, people said stuff around my, um, but, you know, we raised them. You, you don't play into negativity. My youngest right, daughter right. came home and one of her teachers at the church, and she was no more than five years old, and she said, Daddy, uh, so-and-so said this to me, but I made up my mind that the only only way I'm going to go down in the pit is to put her up out of the pit. <laughs> and I was just shocked at her response, you know, but um, you, you got to, you know, train up a, a child in the way it should go. A child, that's when, when they are young, Okay, and right. the first five years of their lives is the, is the formative years, and then the, in Psalms um, one twenty seven, it speaks of that uh, as 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 arrows are in the bow of a mighty man, so are the children of our youth of their youth. In other words, we take an arrow, strong man, to be able to take that arrow and put it in 
the bow and shoot it in the right direction and not all over the place. That's correct. And because we have lacked strong men taking their responsibility to raise these children that they haven't, you know, I, I, I dealt with a lot of angry young men and a lot of angry young women. One young man told me that he wait, wanted to wait, kill his father. Wait, I don't, I, don't, I, don't want it, I don't want you to go here yet, but we will talk about anger. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But, but, yes, like as you said, as uh, young people uh, should, should not have a choice. But I do want, to, uh, t- want you to tell us where um, you, heaven has several clusters. And I do want you to tell our listening audience those uh, clusters and also how they can contact you if, they need, if, they need, if heaven needs to come into their community or uh, heaven needs to come to their church or, you know, give them some contact information. Okay. I, I will tell you this. We have one cluster that's been on pause for a while. That was in Westbury. Um, okay. We have one that meets every Thursday, 10 a.m. to 11, one hour, at um, Bethlehem of Judea Baptist Church in Hempstead, 83 Greenwich Street, where uh, the pastor is Pastor Linwood Deans, and he also is the uh, director of the cluster. The other cluster that's active is in Roosevelt. We meet every second and fourth Monday at 6.30 p.m. at Memorial Presbyterian Church in Roosevelt. Um, I will tell you that both clusters need um, a lot of help and support. You know, um, we the Hempstead Cluster has a plan of action to restore Terrace Avenue. Um, you know of the young man that lost his life on Terrace yeah. a week ago Monday, and he was like my son. And I was there at the hospital when he passed away and with the family, and I saw the level of pain, anger, and I really don't have words to describe it. I know that um, I text this young man every day. He was a member of Tabernacle Joy, and I was amazed. When last Wednesday, his funeral was held at um, Great Second Baptist Church, and the church was filled, and people was even in the balcony. And we gave 45 minutes for family and friends to come and give reflection and remark, and I was surprised how many that he had reached out to and told him, you need to, you need to meet Bishop Mackey. You need to come to his church, and uh, he can help you. And not a morning passed that I did not text him and and I sent him scriptures. I sent him positive thoughts and so forth. And uh, he knew the saying. His mom said he called her every morning and would say to her, I'm blessed by the best, thinking right, extraordinary, reflecting the nature of God, won't complain, no negative thinking, crack at the mind of Christ. And um, it, it really affected me because for two days, I uh, wasn't what that happened on Monday morning. By Wednesday, I had to come home. I couldn't function. I didn't know what. I said, what is going on with me? Why I'm feeling like this? So I prayed and I asked the Holy Spirit what's going on. He said, you're grieving. And grieving is something that I don't do because the scripture says, surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Um right. And so I asked God to lift that spirit off of me, which he did. And then I was able to go forth and do what I needed to do 
And what was so awesome um, is that about 35 young people gave their life to Christ at that service. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and you and you know what? And um, we, we do recognize that um, even though it, it's we view it as uh, prematurely and you said uh, that 35 people gave their life to Christ and uh, uh, my uncle always uh, quotes to us uh, John 12 and 24 verily verily I say it to you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but it, it but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit and so that yeah. is just an example he always tells us death is more powerful than life and you know it, it's a sad thing that uh, you know people have to die um, especially at such a young age but um, you know, God is sovereign and um we we I'm sure you've seen God work through all different types of uh situations uh while you're out there uh in the highways and hedges uh with these young people and um we know that you are very uh dedicated in the community for that. Um we are going to uh take a break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna continue this and we do know that you do um prison removal and you did mention uh, prison um ministry and you did prison uh, anger removal yes anger removal and uh you started to talk about anger so uh we'll let you uh talk about anger uh when we come back once again our number in studio here is 619-924-0800 uh in studio we have with us apostle uh, J. Raymond Mackey of the Tabernacle of Joy Church in Uniondale, New York. We'll be right back. Stay tuned and be blessed. We're kept by His grace. If you're kept by the grace of God, let me see you clap those hands. Oh, clap those hands. Ooh, clap those hands. If you're kept by the grace of God, let me see you clap those hands. God bless you, Reverend Davis. How are you? I am good, good, good. Excellent program. I have a question for Apostle uh, Mackey on two things. Um, one is, um, is there a cluster in Suffolk County? 
No, it's not. We would love to come out there. Um, let me explain to you, because I, di- I didn't when I talked about the cluster. The cluster consists of bringing together every component of the, com- of the community, um, law enforcement, um, faith-based initiatives and local churches and uh, the school district and representation from each and one of these components as well as the different agencies and organizations. And um, we come together and we identify uh, what are the problems and then um, uh, and then uh, come up with a solution because I don't continue to talk about a problem. I want to identify the solution and work the solution. And um, it's, it's the same thing with the Hempstead Road. That's, that's what they're made up of. And if the resource is not in the town that's, that may be needed, then we uh, locate an agency organization that provides that resource and bring it to the town. Okay, because it sounds like um, you are tr- you are doing what has been defunct here in Suffolk County, um, as what um, they had a organization called Lion, and it has been defunct. It has not been um, very productive. So that's why I was you know I was very curious about that. That sounds very interesting to us here because you know just like you talk about Hempstead and Freeport and. You know, um, we have issues in Amityville and in Windy and in, you know, Babylon. So um, if there is some information that would be accessible to us that we or maybe we can meet and I can we can have a, a, a roundtable that we can discuss some things so that we can see how to present it here out here in Suffolk County. Well, i tell you what, uh, I will give you my phone number and um we can set up a roundtable discussion and I'll come out there. You organize the meeting and I'll come out there. Awesome. No, thank you so much, Apostle. Number two, the question I have for you is um, um, when you talked about when your um, 35 young people came to Christ at the fun- funeral of a slayed uh, young person, I, I, my question was to you is then what? Oh, you know, what, what was was there a follow up? up? Was there yes, things? Yes, That's ma'am. why I think that the, the church is so um, we are so lackadaisical when it comes to uh, the young people, um, the millenniums, especially in that age, because their parents were not. Uh, you know, made to go to church. Some of them are young, young young parents that have no idea about church. So that that's the problem that resides within the millennium. And some of us baby boomers, I'm a baby boomer. So, you know, it's, it's hard for us to blanket, blanket folks, you know, a, a whole generation that's behind us that to say, well, my children was raised this way and this, you know, it, it's, it's fine, but, but some are not privileged to that. How do we solu- what solution is there for us to reach out to them that don't look like us or was raised like us in this generation? Well, there's other avenues outside of church where where you know we strive to um, reach them and we're getting the same results. For instance, I do a uh, manhood program at our local high school here in Roosevelt, and it's ninth to twelfth graders, 
and I teach on subject matters that they're dealing with. For instance, um, I taught about five um, messages on holding a grudge and the effect that it would have on your life. After the third one, one young man, uh, when he was leaving, he says, I, sitting here in this class, I just forgave my father. He says, I'm going home right now to call my dad, and I'm going to talk with him and let him know that I've forgiven him for all the things that he didn't do and how he wasn't in my life and so forth, you know. So um, that was an awesome moment there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so, so, so we're using, you know, um, other avenues other than just, you know, getting them to come to church. And I realized this, that um, I, I was told that there was a party, a house party going on, and the grandmother, uh, the daughter, and the uh, and the child—they were all at the same party. And said so the grandmother wow, was that getting was some down. Party. Yeah, the grandmother <laughs> was getting down more than the daughter and granddaughter. So I, right. do, I do, and that, I do and that's, realize, and that's my point. Yeah, and that's my point, Apostle, and that's the point because I I teach a a, a group of young women um, <clears throat> from the ages of eighteen to 22 years old and and you know what's out of the church that we have we are not talking about anymore it's purity versus uh, uh, abstinence you know it goes yeah. together and, and we forget yeah. about that so and and some of them um, think because their hymen has not been broken that they are still virgins and that's that's a lie where they were doing other things so yeah. we have to be more bolder now in the church for us to get them there, to let them know that we also have a testimony and that we have come from somewhere, that we wasn't born saved, sanctified, and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. Are you, I thank are you for you, your answers. Mm-hmm. Our youth is the lost sheep that we need to go out and, and find. Um, I yeah. had a group of young people. But I, I would go out on the streets um, at night, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and, and I had an ex-gang member that went with me who gave me credibility. They had a lot of respect for me, and mm-hmm. and they told me that they didn't think pastors cared about young people, and that was their perception. But the reality right. is it's not true, and they was basing it upon one pastor in that particular community who would ride by them, wouldn't wave at them, wouldn't blow the horn, and wouldn't say nothing to them, just pass them right by like they didn't even exist. You know, so yeah, so we group that, yeah, right, and that, and that's my point. Um, one out of ten pastors would not find themselves friendly to all they want is the bodies in the church, where sometimes there won't be anybody coming to the church, and they, yeah. but we have to, we have to convert them there where we meet them at. That's so right. I appreciate the dialogue that has been afforded to me, and um, thank you, um, Elder Lamar. For allowing this conversation to go forth, I thank you, Apostle thank, Matthew. Thank you, I'll give you my phone number. This is my cell. Okay, my, cell my cell number is okay. not private, by no means. Five one six. Okay. Five one six six four four seven eight zero one. I'm sorry. Five one six six four four seven eight zero one. Okay. Thank you, um, Apostle. Thank God you so much, you. Lamar. Okay. Bless. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, so uh, as, as you uh, thank you, uh, Reverend uh, Noreen uh, Davis Freshwinds for uh, sharing with us, and we know uh, that this is a generational uh, issue that we're dealing with, 
and uh, as you uh, started by saying, Bishop Mackey, you uh, gave an example of um, one of the classes that you teach at the high school and how this person was holding a grudge, which is where we were, we were leading into our, our anger uh, issues. And um, I, one day I was having a conversation with uh, Bishop Mackey, and uh, the issue came up about anger management, and he corrected me and said, oh, no, we don't. We don't anger doesn't need to be managed; it needs to be removed. So I don't I don't want you to tell it all because um, <laughs> I do want the people to come to the class, and this is not a yes. I don't want them to have an excuse for not getting the full story or why they need their anger removed instead of managed. But tell us a little bit about your uh, anger removal. Okay, well, most of us already have seen that uh, anger. It can't be managed. You can't manage what God tells you to get rid of. Psalms um, 37 and 8 says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. So the thing is, is that how are you going to teach me to manage something that God tells me not to have? It doesn't work, and we've seen that over and over again. But the other part is God gave me this um, back in 2012. I'll never forget it. It was January 2012, and it was at the Manhood Program. Matter of fact, it was January 2nd. It was a Tuesday. And I asked this young man to tell me three things about their past, their present, and their desired future. It was 35 young men, and out of all, uh, 35, all of them identified anger in their past and anger in their present. And then I teach a class on Wednesday night at the jail, Nassau County Jail, and I said, let me do the same thing. So I did. Fifteen guys in the class, same results. Then, then when I leave the jail, I go to the church for a midweek service, and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to ask the same thing. I oh. was blown away, sat in church week after week with anger issues. Wow. And so then, then God spoke to me and said, anger removal. So we have developed a workshop that takes about an hour and a half or two the most, and we deal with every aspect of the anger, and then we give the solution of how to get rid of it. One of my favorite statements is that uh, when you hold on to anger and unforgiveness, it's like you drinking rat poison and looking for the rat to die. It yeah. does more harm to you than it will ever do to the person that you're angry with. Yeah. And then the thing about it is, our bodies wasn't designed to carry anger, this spirit. It's a, it's a demonic spirit. And so it does affect uh, your health as well. It causes heart, heart disease. It causes arthritis. Uh, it, it causes blood pressure issues, migraine, mm-hmm. headaches. There's a whole list of things that anger causes your physical body to go through. And the right. thing about it is there is no medication that can rid you of Anger. It isn't. That's a, that, so that's a good point. I'm, 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 because you can't get rid of a, a a spiritual condition by physical means, fleshly means. And I'm open to go anywhere to do an anger removal workshop. Let me tell you real quick. Tell you several testimonies. But uh, I called our churches together in Connecticut. Told them I was coming up. I didn't tell them why I was coming. But I did an anger removal workshop. One of our pastors' niece was there, and she was white. 
And um, when I went around the room, when we got to her to say, what what did you get from this workshop? This woman was sitting there crying, couldn't hardly talk. She says, I was contemplating suicide. I was going to take my life because I'm angry. I, she, you know, she says, I was angry with my mom, my dad, and my children. She says, this was a setup, but I know what I got to do. A month later, she sends me a message, and she said, out of nowhere, both my mom and father got very ill, my mom almost to the point of death. And she said, I took care of both of them. Tell Bishop Mackey that if it wasn't for that anger removal workshop, I wouldn't have cared if both of them died. Wow. That was such a major impact in my life, you know. We got time yes. for one more testimony. One more. We have about ten minutes left, and you and okay. you still have well, to pray for us. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I had a cousin who was married to a to a young man. He was angry his whole life, her whole life. Okay. And so he was a member of our church in Aiken, South Carolina, and uh, so we did an anger removal workshop there. Okay. And uh, he picked me up from the airport when I would come take me back. So that was March 24th. I remember like the yesterday, 2012. And uh, he he said to me, you know, out of, out of all the messages that, that, that you have brought here and all that you have taught us, none has as much of an impact on my life like this anger removal. He said, all the people that I have been angry with all my life, I've forgiven them. So, uh, and he had some serious anger issues, and I don't want to expose because someone may be listening to right. know who I'm talking about, but right, it was right. it was deep-rooted, and it was serious. Now, and anger, we, and we, anger, anger causes us to act out. Okay. Or, or causes people to act out, even, even young oh, yeah. people and, and, and children in school oh, yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, two weeks later, I get a phone call. I said he died. I was just blown away. Two weeks later. His mother-in-law was my mom's oldest sister, the mother of our church. She said to me, if, if, if he didn't get delivered from that anger, if he'd have died in the state that he was in, he would have went to hell. That anger removal workshop saved this man's life. Yes, wow. sir. And um, I, I could, I, 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 I'm, I could. This is my passion. Right. But right. you know what? The thing is, too, is um, I, I, I show symptoms of anger because you know most people say I ain't angry. And just the way they express that, you know that there's an issue there, you know. Right. And, they need um, to check themselves. Yeah, everybody needs to do a check. But but when it comes time to have the workshop, the people don't respond like they should. But you know, hey, let me tell you something. I couldn't do a workshop one day. I sent my wife to my place, and only one person showed up. She went through the whole workshop, and a major deliverance happened for that young man. Major, sir, turned mm-hmm. his life around. So um, we 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 are we we are uh, grateful that God uh, gave you this uh, part of the um, ministry to uh, to not deal with anger 
to not manage anger, but we be totally delivered from our our anger because it's um as you share with us it's not something that we have to uh harbor um we are coming to uh the close of the hour and i do want to again thank you uh apostle uh mackie for joining us on this afternoon for sharing with us uh about heaven helping in violence now uh sharing uh testimonials with us and we pray that all our listeners that um if you uh need uh, assistance in your neighborhood and if you're in your community please uh reach out to apostle uh j raymond uh mackey of the tabernacle of joy church co-pastor brenda mackey's there and uh we just want you uh and and suicide is a very uh real issue but i, I don't want to go into that but apostle before we go i just want you to offer a word of prayer to our listeners Yes. And again, my cell phone number is 644-516-644-7801. My cell phone is never, ever cut off. I even sleep with it besides beside my bed when I go to sleep at night. And um, I'm not hiding. This is my passion. Let's pray. Father, We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the ministry of Elder Townsend, Lamar Townsend, the great work that he's doing. Thank you for him not lacking any good thing. Continue to provide for him according to your riches and glory, spiritually, physically, and financially. Thank you for this avenue of being able to share information that will enhance and enrich the lives of individuals who listen to this broadcast. Father, we thank you that this broadcast, as well as others, has not been in vain. We thank you for a spark being united in the hearts of those who have listened on today. We realize that if we can change our thinking, we can change our lives. We thank you, Father, that information plus application equals transformation. So, Father, we thank you for the greater. We thank you for the increase. Thank you for salvation and total deliverance being manifested in our communities and our young people's lives and also their, 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 their parents' generation, grandparents' generation. In Jesus' name, this is my prayer. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you uh, again, Apostle, for sharing with us heaven and uh, all that you do in the community. And we uh, look forward to hearing from you again. God bless you. God bless you, son. Thank you.
have been listening to Global Gospel with uh, your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Our special guest was Apostle Jade Raymond Mackey. Uh, we encourage you to listen to us every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Uh, all our shows are archived, so you can go back and listen immediately following the show. Thank you again. God bless you, wherever you may be, in the north, the south, east, or the west. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.